Hello everyone, Cecil Martin here. Hey, this is Hunter Henry. What's up, man? This is Max Crosby, part of Raider Nation. Hey, this is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Hey, it's Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, this is Jerry Judah, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, and you're listening to the 14-yard NFL podcast. Hello and welcome back to the 14 Yards NFL podcast. I'm your host Sam Moores and we have one final game in the 2023 NFL season, game 285 of the season and it's the big one. The Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers will contest Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas on Sunday, the first time the city will host the Super Bowl. And joining me to break it down, uh, break it all down on the podcast, is a familiar face. He's been on the podcast many times this year. He's a co-host of our betting podcast, and he's also a bit of an analytics guru. Uh, welcome, Liam. I can't believe we're here, mate. 50th <laughs> podcast of the season. Only two more to go. What a season. I know. It's been crazy. I'd love just to see the number of notepads and uh, mm. pieces of paper you've collected throughout the season from your copious note-taking. So, yeah, it's been a long season, but... Yeah, it's been a fun one. I think I think the average fan, regardless of how your team's done, most people I know think it's been a pretty good season. Obviously, scoring's down, but I think there's been a lot of drama, a lot of cool kind of young teams, new quarterbacks, good quarterbacks still being good, bad ones still being bad. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been a uh, yeah, it's been a fun season. So yeah, I look forward to breaking down the the last game with you. I I think I've got uh, at least a hundred thousand words of notes over the season <laughs> if I think about it maybe I mean look, some of the recap pods were all, uh, over three and a half thousand so it may even be verging on 15 you know 100, sorry, 150,000 words it might be, might be something similar to that yeah it's uh, with all those, yeah, those notes we should get the exact Super Bowl score from you by the end uh, of this episode that's the plan absolutely when you when you've watched every game of every team this year like I have I think I uh towards the end of the season I was getting quite frustrated with some of them because like especially like for example the Falcons they were just annoying the hell out of me towards the end of the season <laughs> just, just uh and I mean now now the Steelers have got a deal with Arthur Smith which we'll see we'll see uh we'll see how that goes next season but it's not next season we're talking about it is this season uh even though it's 2024 we're still in the 2023 season uh and it's the Super Bowl uh, and it's not only Liam that you're here uh, on this podcast today uh we've also got every guest that has appeared in the podcast this season coming back uh to do uh, to do their prediction and have their say and they'll pick their winners uh just before we pick ours but before then we'll break them down we'll start now uh and we'll start back in 2020 where uh, these two teams met in Super Bowl 54 in Miami right before the start of the pandemic a couple weeks before the start of the pandemic the Chiefs were victorious in that game winning the first of two Super Bowls in five years but it was actually the Niners to lose that game they surrendered a 21 um so, so the two score lead and then, and then the Chiefs scored 21 and answered points uh, so, yeah, in the fourth quarter and the Niners lost 31 to 20 uh, the Chiefs were the favourites going into that game uh, four years later the Niners are the ones being hunted this time around um, and it's not the first time this has happened to rematch but it's always nice when the Super Bowl has some sort of rematch uh, going for it doesn't it because it just makes it extra entertaining because we've seen this game before and uh, the other team are out for revenge aren't they yeah exactly yeah. and you get some cool storylines as well normally uh, obviously NFL is a bit of a kind of turnover league most teams change a lot but in four years you're going to get I don't know, your, your four, five, six staple characters that are going to be there four years later. Um, yeah, and like you said, you get a bit of a revenge element as well. Sometimes the teams don't like each other. I think these teams are a little bit more 
friendlier than some, which is not as fun for, for I'd say for the average fan. But um, yeah, you get some cool storylines, bit of a rematch, and these two teams are completely different, you know, from what they were like before. Obviously, Chiefs that season, basically the best offense of all time. 49ers defense was incredible, one of the best pass rush win rates of all time, best run game uh, of the season that year. This year, <laughs> Chiefs defense is really good when the last time it was really bad and the offense not quite as strong, although it's gotten a bit better in the in the playoffs. And the 49ers have now got a different quarterback, similar scheme, better run game, but much worse defense. So yeah, it's it's a very interesting rematch. And uh, yeah, I know the 49ers are going to be vying for a, uh, vying for a win this time against the Chiefs. Oh, absolutely, and, and you mentioned it there. Like they're two different teams, but they're two teams that have been able to reinvent themselves, you know, mm. multiple times in that five-year period. The Chiefs have been to five straight AFC Championship games, uh, and in that five-year period, the Niners have been to four NFC Championship games. So they've been the two teams that have been the most dominant teams in the NFL the last five years. Uh, and again, they've had, they've had very uh, long roads this season as well. We'll start with the Chiefs. Andy Reid, uh, the head coach of the Chiefs. His team are back in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years and they're looking to become the first team to win back-to-back Super Bowls since the Patriots in 2003 and 2004. But at points this season, it looked like they struggled to get here and maybe even win a playoff game at, at some point this season, let alone a Super Bowl. In true Chiefs fashion, however, they've seen the best football for the playoffs, uh, winning two road playoff games, their first two road playoff games with Patrick Mahomes as a starting quarterback, to set up this playoff date with the 49ers Super Bowl, of course. Uh, they're looking to become only the third team to play overseas and win a Super Bowl in the same season. The Giants were the first team to do it in 2007, uh, using the first ever London game as a springboard to go and win the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots. And the other team to actually do it were the Chiefs. Uh, the year they played Niners in the Super Bowl, they played in Mexico as well. So they're, just, they're looking to be a third team uh, to play internationally uh, in a season and then win the Super Bowl as well. Uh, Liam, you were you were there in Frankfurt. Did you honestly think the Chiefs would be here then in Week 10? Uh, good question. Maybe before Week 10, I did. Um, maybe not after week 14. <laughs> uh, it felt like after Frankfurt, things uh, slowly start to go wrong for the Chiefs. Obviously, they come back, had that game against the Eagles where they should have won two massive drops, loads of penalties, uh, and they lose that game to Eagles. Then they have the Bills, more drops, the Kadarius Tony play that everyone talks about with the Travis Kelsey. Um, so, yeah, I'd say pre to Frankfurt, I was probably pretty confident. I think Frankfurt's second half, the Chiefs' offense was where it actually started to go wrong a little bit. Um, because even though everyone said the wide receivers were bad, they were still like top five and everything for that game. And then that game was the one that kind of showed a few flaws for the team. Uh, but yeah, I'm a loyal fan, so I'd like to say yes, uh, that I did believe it. But um, maybe not as much after that dreaded kind of Bills game where I think everyone realized that the wide receivers finally weren't ever going to turn around, which I think most people thought one of them was going to turn around, whereas in the end it ended up just being a rookie and, and everyone else. But um, yeah, like you said, playoff Chiefs are different. Patrick Holmes, Andy Reid, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Steve Spagno to kind of all figure it out as the season goes on. But yeah, safe to say I did have some doubts <laughs> midway through that season, for sure. Absolutely. And, and they're not the only team to have had a, a bit of a blip in the season. Uh, the Niners faced an identity crisis earlier in the season too. They started 5-0, and but they lost three in a row heading into their week nine bye week. The injuries were piling up. It was leading us to to debating whether Sam Darnold would come in at quarterback for for the Niners midway through the season, which seems so long ago, but we you know we ha- did have this conversation on quite a few podcasts uh, midway through the year talking about about Brock Purdy potentially being replaced at the bye week, but they lost just one more game on the way to securing the one seed in week seventeen, 
Uh, and uh, Christian McCaffrey came back healthy. So did Debo Samuel. And Brock Purdy as well, fair play to him. He was excellent down the stretch. He led the NFL in pass EPA uh, this year. And they added depth to their defensive line at the trade deadline. And, they, and also they brought in some free agents as well. So, so, uh, so they, they tried to improve that defence. And yes, it wasn't as good as it has been in previous years. But it's still a pretty good unit compared to some in the NFL. Uh, they've also battled from behind in their two playoff games to get here too. Uh, which is a for a sort of Mike Shanahan disciple uh, yeah, head coach like Kyle Shanahan. A lot of them, whether it's Sean McVay or Mike McDaniel or, or Mark LaFleur, they always their teams they stereotypically struggle if they're not leading early on. But the Donners came back from their two uh, two playoff games and and they and they uh, yeah that they're training both of them and they and they won both games, um, especially the one against the Lions, which is just uh, yeah one of the the weirdest uh, playoff games I have ever seen. Um, yeah, just 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 what a season for for the Niners too. At points, it was some of the one of the best teams in the league, but they also had a three-game losing streak in it. Do you think this is Kyle Shanahan's best team, and do you think he's evolved as a head coach since the last time these two teams met in the Super Bowl? Good question. Um, I think last year maybe was a better team, but obviously they just kind of got impacted by that those QB injuries in the, mm. that final game against Philly. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I would have been more worried facing 49ers last year than I was the Eagles last year for me. Um, so I'd say maybe that team was stronger. Uh, like I said, they are very different. This team feels like the strongest offense that Kyle's ever had, I, I would say, for the 49ers. Um, but we'll talk about some keys to victories in a bit. But the defense definitely not quite as strong. Um, but yeah, from an offensive perspective, it's a it's it's been a great team. And you're right, they're almost polar opposites how this Chiefs team have been kind of down all season and then risen in the playoffs. 49ers started off as like a juggernaut, had that that midweek mid-season stretch that wasn't great. Christmas Day game, similar to the Chiefs actually, both his team got absolutely whacked on Christmas Day. Um mm. and then unfortunately for the 49ers, even though they won, two of their weaker games have been in the playoffs. Whereas the Chiefs two best games have probably been in the playoffs. So yeah. Um from a 49ers perspective, it's a great team. I'd still say last year's was a little bit better. Um but I don't think you can argue that Brock Purdy is as much as I will talk about him in a bit. Don't think he's elite or anything like that, but I think he's much better this year than he was last year. So yeah, the offense is better, but for me that defense is not quite as good as ones Kyle's had in the past. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about how they can they can win that game, this game now. Uh, I think, boy, I think it, it's self-explanatory really. If they have to get Christian McCaffrey going, he is their best mm-hmm. player. I'd say he mm-hmm. yeah. Also, the Chiefs' defense is great against the pass, and it's not so great against the run too. And I feel like if you're not so great against the run, you're not going to be so great at defending Christian McCaffrey because he, he's just completely—he you know, he is the best running back in the NFL, other than maybe Nick Chubb, you could say, but certainly as a, as a, as a receiving weapon. Um, so I feel like the way you can get to the Chiefs' defense is by feeding McCaffrey early. I also think that if they can win this game by disrupting Mahomes' rhythm, especially behind a, a Chiefs offensive line which is not as good as it was last year, and uh, and an offensive line that may be missing Joe Tooney too, the, on paper the 49ers defensive line should be able to get to Mahomes, mm. but they struggled to get going in the in the postseason yeah. so far. That they, they've they've not they've not been that unit that they should be on paper. And if Mahomes has three to four seconds to throw, or we can move out willy nilly. It allows likes of Kelsey and Rasheed Rice to get free from, and, and you you can't cover them forever. So it, that it it'd be interesting to see what happens uh, there with with the Niners' defense. The defense has sort of not really lived up to the expectations that it should have this year. Obviously, they, they lost uh, all pro safety Talano Hufanga to ACL uh, midway through the season, but they've still got you know all pro players at literally every single level of that defense. 
Um, how do the Niners, that are favourites in this one, Liam, uh, yeah. just just by a, a point and a half, how mm. do they win this game? Yeah, so it does start probably on offence to an extent and run the ball, like you said, with CMC. Uh, but not just him as well. Debo Samuel can we get him involved in the run mm. game. Start getting into second and short, third and short, and do what Kyle does and and kind of win the game on the ground. I think that's definitely a way they can do it. Um, they're going to have to be much better at picking up the blitz as well. Um, because some games you go into a game and you're like, okay, right, will they blitz the quarterback? Will they not? Spags will blitz the hell out of this quarterback. That's just what he's going to do. Mm. So for them to win the game, they have to pick up the blitz. They did not do a good job against that, against the Lions. Um, nearly all of Purdy's negative plays came when he was getting blitzed. Uh, he had a couple of big plays where the corner had missed a tackle. Purdy rolls out, gets 10-yard first down, which is great. But doing that against the Jerry Sneed and Robert Duffy's different. So for me, I think they have to pick up the blitz a lot better, have a really good game plan for however they're going to do that. There's multiple ways they can try. We'll see how Card decides to do it. But yeah, that's important. Run the ball, like you said. Um, and from a defensive perspective, they, they don't want to do what the Ravens did. They don't want it to be 17-3 or 14-0 or 10-0. Kyle will stick with the run more than most coaches. Sometimes he sticks with the run too much. But if it's 17-3 against Mahomes, he will just think, I need to drop back and pass the ball, which you don't want. So they need their defense to have a fast start for me in this game. You know, come out, force the Chiefs maybe three points from the first two drives. Um, I think there are ways they can win it. So control the ball on offense. Defense start really well. Um, I don't think you can cover Travis Kelsey when he's playing like this. So I don't think there's any point doing the whole, oh, let's, to throw three people at Travis Kelsey because the Chiefs just going to run the ball down your throat. I think they just need to have a sound game plan um, where they stop the run much better than they did against the last two games uh, and just try and be a bit, like you said, disrupt Mahomes' rhythm a little bit on those short passes um, to try and stop the Chiefs getting a big lead. They'd be my kind of main keys if I was a 49ers fan thinking about how we can we can win this game. Uh, and they will need those safeties to cover better because they have not played well all postseason. They were good up to that Christmas Day game, and they've been pretty bad since Christmas Day. Mm. Um, so they'll need those guys to cover better because Mahomes will pick up any gaps you leave, regardless of who he's thrown to. He'll throw it to whoever he needs to to uh, to do it. But yeah, that'd be that'd be my keys if I was 49ers. And, and what do you think? Uh, why do you think the the Niners defense has disappointed this year? Because again, as we, we, I, I said just a minute ago, mm. they have all the talent in the world. They're one of the best pass rushers, probably the best linebacker. In the NFL, you got one of the best corners in Traverius Ward as well. Uh, mm. What what is it as is it a Steve Wilkes problem? What's what's gone wrong? Do you think for them at points this year? Yeah, I don't think Wilkes is great. Uh, he's very stagnant compared to their previous two defensive coordinators. Um, they run a similar scheme, all cars guys do, but uh, yeah, they're very stagnant. They don't swap coverages very much. So the first two drives go well. They'll stick in those coverage types for the next two drives. But Mahomes scores fourteen points. <laughs> Wilkes will probably stick in similar coverages again for the next two drives. That's just the type of coordinator he is. Um, I think the other issue is, on paper, they've got an incredible front four. But they are not winning, apart from one of them, Bosa, uh, they're not winning individual matchups as often as you would like. So they're struggling to stop the run. If you're struggling to stop the run as a front four, you basically have to use your linebackers to stop the run. So if you've got two great linebackers, like you said earlier, all pro linebackers, they're having to fill in for the run every time because the edges can't stop the run. That means all it takes is a misdirection. Your linebackers are just stuck in the middle of the field and you can just throw outside. That's basically what the Lions did all game long. So I think that's what it is, is the fact that they're, they're not winning one-on-ones up front and they can't stop the run up front. Uh, and I just don't think Wilkes is quite as clever as, um, as Salah and D'Amico Ryans at getting those exotic looks that confuse quarterbacks. I just think if your pass rush doesn't win, 
the quarterback of the other team has a good chance of finding someone open against the 49ers, whereas the two, three years before that, the quarterbacks were getting confused all the time just because how good they were in the back end. So for me, it's a yeah, a little bit combination of, uh, of both. And I, I think everyone watches this game. I think Mahomes is going to throw it loads. I hope he does. But it just would not surprise me if the Chiefs try and run it nonstop to start the game. That's how bad they've been. Uh, since Christmas Day, they've been 28th in the league against the run, which is worse mm. than the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are terrible against the run as well. So I think both teams will be trying to, trying to run it. So yeah, I think that's why they're worse. But when you've got Chase Young, Armstead, Bosa, Hardgrave, in theory, if they all turn mm. up and play their best game, they'll rush the passer. None of them have re- ever really stopped the run. That's their issue. But they should be able to rush the passer. But like you just said earlier, they haven't done that yet in the two playoff games. They'll need to do it this game because he's the hardest quarterback to sack, uh, probably outside of Josh Allen. So um, yeah, I think that's what it is. But we'll see if they change the game plan a little bit. If I'm Kyle, I'd be telling <laughs> Steve Wilkes to change the game plan a little bit to try and start fast on, on defense. And if you're the Chiefs, you're looking at that and thinking, well, Isaiah Pacheco has had a great postseason. And once he gets going, he's mm. incredibly hard to stop with his sort of odd running style. Um, yeah. he, can, he can he can sort of you know, bulldoze through through guys and and uh you know and it's worked tremendously in this postseason. Yeah. As you know, as a Kansas City fan, uh you know, you watch them week in, week out, how do you think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I do think they run the ball quite mm. well and efficiently against this 49ers team. Um, I think I read yesterday uh, the most missed tackles that any Super Bowl team have had in the last five years is this in the playoffs is this 49ers team. So mm. you said uh, you said then about Pacheco, it's very hard to get down on first contact. Um, if you get him down on first contact, you're probably uh, either had a very lucky scheme up from the defensive coordinator or you are Fred Warner. Anyone else seems to struggle uh, to get him down on first contact. So yeah, I do think you want to run the ball well. Um, three tight ends, which they've been doing all postseason. So it looks like you're going to run. And then you don't run, you throw it to Travis Kelsey, you throw it to Rasheed Rice with two other Titans on the field. I think that's how the offense wins the game. You probably need those three or four kind of magic Mahomes plays as well that just come out of out of nowhere, beating a free rusher. Um, because you just need to score twenty-four to thirty points probably to have a have a good chance to win the game. So yeah, I think on offense they'll be good. The key for them Obviously, they drop loads of passes and they have loads of flags, then they're not going to win. But you can say that about any team. For me, it's about the red zone. So can they turn their five red zone drives into three touchdowns and two field goals, not four field goals and one touchdown, which what we saw at the end of the regular season? I think that'll be key. Uh, And Andy Reid does two things. He normally schemes up an incredible red zone play or he overthinks it and kind of maybe just goes a little bit too in his bag and, and... and confuses the offense a little bit. But in the Super Bowl, he normally has those good plays like he had against the Eagles last year. So, yeah, red zone offense, run the ball, uh, throw it to Rice and, and Kelsey on offense. And then from defense, it's like we said earlier, it's the opposite. It's can you stop the run on first down, basically, against Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Chiefs live in man coverage, the J.R. Sneed and McDuffie. So they'll go against uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Obviously, I think that's a strength on strength for both teams. So whoever wins that matchup is going to feel pretty good about the day. But... I think the Chiefs will just want to stop the run on, on first down. They're never good at stopping the run in the regular season. It gets those games against Derek Henry in the playoffs, and he has like three yards in the second half. Like that, They've done that before. doesn't mean they'll do it this week. I think CMC is a better runner than, than Henry, but they'll want to stop out the run. And that's what Spags will do. He'll sell out. We're going to stop the run on first down, and we're going to blitz on second down. And I just think that's the game plan I would do. I, I wouldn't want them living in second and two. I just think 
you need your offense to score 35 points then. I just don't think you want to put that pressure on the wide receivers. So yeah, for me, stop the run, uh, be good on red zone offense. Uh, and then, yeah, you need those three or four magic plays that everyone will be talking about the day after the Super Bowl uh, if Mahomes wins again, probably. <laughs> uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Pacheco there. Um, it, or if they, if the Niners do uh, can contain the run better than they have done this year, really? the Chiefs are going to have to find a receiver outside of Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey to make a key play at some point. And and it's just whether who that we don't know who that is. I mean, it was uh, it was Marquez Valdez Scantlin in the yeah. championship game against the Ravens uh, that that uh, did that deep shot to ice the game. That if but if the Chiefs can't find that, that's when it's an interesting because one of those guys has to be on song, whether it's Kadarius Tony or or, or Skymore, you know, or, you know, one of the got yeah. plethora of weapons they have. It, if you were to have a guess as to who, <laughs> other than outside of Rice and Kelsey, who mm. makes that that big play for the Chiefs if, if they do win this game, who who would you say it would be? Is it cop out to say uh, Jarrett McKinnon uh, running back <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the backfield? Um, he's probably going to be helping to play. Uh, I think they'll throw it to Pacheco a lot because the 49ers aren't very good against running backs to catch passes. But if I had to guess a wide receiver, it's very hard to think, think MVS is going to do this three games in a row as a Chiefs <laughs> fan who isn't his greatest fan. Um, but I would probably guess Justin Watson. He plays a lot of snaps. Um, probably a guy not many people has, have heard of as much as the other names, but he's very fast. Uh, he's a very speedy wide receiver. You, but him and MVS are basically the same. They just play one subs in, one subs out. Very good against the run. So they're on the field and you don't know if it's run or pass. And then that's when Mahomes play action throws it over the top because, yeah, he'll have three tight ends and Watson. So, yeah, I'd probably guess Justin, Justin Watson. Um, but I think for the Chiefs to be successful, that extra wide receiver isn't getting like eight catches for 50. They're getting two catches for 60. That's the that's mm. the way that the Chiefs need that receiver to play. They don't need him to get four catches. But if he has two deep shots, one 20 yards, one 30 yards, he needs to catch both. Um so yeah, I'd probably guess him. My heart wants to say uh, Kadarius Tony as the only true Kadarius Tony fan left, I think, in uh, Chiefs Kingdom. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think he'll probably play in the game. So yeah, I would go. I would go Justin Watson to be honest. Uh, but I do think they'll throw it a lot to to Pacheco as well at the backfield. Yeah, they they, they did that a lot towards the end of the season as well, and it, it did yeah. uh, it did work at points too. Um, I think for me, defensively, it's simple. I think Spags has to interfere with with Brock Purdy's timing it's, it's similar to what he did with Tua you could say in the two games that the Dolphins played against the Chiefs uh there was the one in Frankfurt and the one in the wildcard round as well uh I think I'm expecting Spags to well he's Steve, Steve Spagnari he's going to send exotic blisters but especially up the middle as well uh Purdy obviously a smaller quarterback that will that that is something that I, I expect uh, under pressure as well he's not been that great in the in the uh, in the postseason or at points this year as well in the regular season if they can pressure him and force him into mistakes, we saw what the Niners did. Uh, sorry, the Ravens did in, in that game one Christmas Day. I'm sure. I'm sure the Chiefs will be confident. Uh, yeah. But you can't allow him to basically you just can't allow him to move around and make plays because Brock Purdy is actually very good at that. We, we, we've yeah, seen. Yeah. We've seen. We've seen in the playoffs. He's he's at, he's very hard to. He's, he's got some pretty good pocket presence. So if you can get to him, that that's a, a, a you know really really important thing for the Chiefs defense. Uh, to, to do if they can't do that then obviously you know try and contain Christian McCaffrey uh yeah. he's their real difference maker of course as you mentioned you've got you've got McDuffie and Sneed two guys who are really good on the back and that can cover Debo and IU can so, so you've uh so you've got uh 
yeah, so so basically he's trying to stop, you know, try and stop McCaffrey. Obviously, it's better than Dunks. He's also a great receiving weapon too. So yeah, uh, yeah. So he's probably the best uh, running back in the league. But that's an interesting thing. And then how how do you feel like the uh, similar to how the the Niners would defend Kelsey? How do the uh, how do the Chiefs defend George Kittle because he's a, another weapon they've got? Obviously, you've got two of the best tight ends in the league in this game. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. So if I, was, I am a betting man, hence the betting podcast. Mm. But if I was look, anyone listen to the show, and thinks about ways they could bet the game, I would be betting George Kittle to have a good game. Uh, Chiefs linebackers are good. I think that's one one of the couple of them are a little bit overrated um, in coverage, and I think that Kittle will probably have quite a good day uh, unless they decide to do something different. They might shadow him with like a safety all game, uh, and then. But that would be very different to what they've done the last four or five weeks. So we'll see. But yeah, I think Kit will have a good day. In terms of how I would cover him, uh, I would put a safety on him. Uh, I would play lots of three safeties. So Chiefs have got a couple of good safeties, Justin Reed, Jamari Connor. Um, and then, yeah, Mike Edwards will probably play. I'd probably say Justin Reed will probably shadow George Kittle. And then he'll have a few big catches, but won't have that six for 100 day that he could have uh, if you leave a linebacker on him. So for me, I think that's how you do it is you you leave a safety on him in coverage. Uh, and again, you stop the run because when he's most dangerous is those play action passes where they have use mm. check McCaffrey Kittle all on the field together. If it's third and nine, you're not going to do a play action pass because the chiefs are not going to buy that. You're going to run it. So um, for me, a lot of it will be still stopping the run just because Kittle just kills you over the middle of the field. But yeah, he'd be one that I would say is probably going to have a good day for the, for the 49ers. Um, but you're right. The other idea is that you just need to confuse Brock Purdy and just, yeah, kind of limit his throws like the Ravens did in that that Christmas Day game. Um, but yeah, I think Kittle will have a good day. I'd be surprised if like both Ayuk and Debo have better days than Kittle because I just think the Chiefs are set up for wide receivers. They're not a set up to, to guard tight ends. Interesting. Uh, I, I think whatever happens it will be really interesting, especially if we see a game similar to the last one because, as I mentioned, the Niners dropped by two scores, uh, but momentum just swung the Chiefs' way in the fourth quarter. Uh, but then we had two high-scoring offenses, and the quarterback was the difference. This time you have, you know, the Chiefs' great defense and Niners' number one offense, and you have the other two units, which are their question marks about. About, mm. but if you go offense to offense, the Chiefs have the better quarterback. But if the Niners are up two scores again, and the the Chiefs' offense of the regular season, I would don't think they'd be able to to recover from that. I don't think mm. they'd have the firepower to do that. But Great. as you said, they've been different in the playoffs, and it is why it's why they're here. Uh, obviously, fair play to Andy Reid and Matt Nagy for fixing that. Uh, and speaking speaking about Reid, obviously he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. There's been a lot of talk about him potentially retiring, especially if the Chiefs do win the Super Bowl. They're third of the Mahomes Reid era, you could say. Yeah. Do Do you think that's a possibility? No. I don't. Mm. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. So someone, yeah, Florio guy's been talking about it a lot, and just. Yeah, does not normally have good insights on on the Chiefs. Doesn't really like the Chiefs, actually. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe you never know. I can say this. If they lose, he definitely isn't retiring. So, when it, But, yeah, if he wins, may, maybe there's a chance. But, yeah, I personally don't think. I think you've got more chance of Travis Kelsey retiring than you have Andy Reid retiring at the end of this game. I think Andy Reid's got, like, four years left on his contract. Just signed a new one last year. Not saying he'll do all four, but I think he'll do at least a couple more. Um, he's still much younger than Belichick was when he stopped. So, uh, yeah, I still think that, um, that that Andy will carry on after this. I hope he wins it as well. In a, oh, absolutely. Good... I think um, I think a lot of people think he's 
older than he is as well. He's only sixty five. You know, there yeah. are there are co- there are coaches older than than Andy Reid in, in in the league. So it's um it, it's a it is an interest. Obviously, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are just gone in, in their seventies. Mm. So uh, so I, I'll be interested to see what what does happen. I think it will be a shame if he does go because he's a great character for the league certainly. Uh, yeah. As as is Travis Kelsey, uh, and you mentioned that there. Like he he's gonna have all the cameras on him as as is Taylor mm. Swift. Uh, the the uh, the playoffs have been some of the the if not the uh, best viewing figures the NFL has ever had. Uh, yeah. bec- partly because of of you know the, the, all the new people, the Swifties, because they're getting into the sport, uh, and yeah. they they're expecting this to be probably the most viewed Super Bowl uh, of all time this year. Obviously, it's it's gonna be great to see. Uh, to, to see to see that it would be great to see to be uh, to see Taylor Swift in attendance as well. Uh, it'd be and what a storyline it would be for for, uh, for for the Chiefs to go and win this this uh, this Super Bowl because a lot you know earlier in the year a lot of people were saying you know that Taylor was a distraction or so and we, mm. we've had this conversation around on the league saying as well on the podcast saying this is great for the NFL it's great for the growth of the game but if, if the Chiefs do win this will be great for, for that as well because I think you might have some fans stick around you know into next season potentially yeah definitely yeah a bit of a legacy game for Kelsey as well himself mm-hmm. um, Taylor Swift fans basically being Chiefs fans at the moment as well so yeah it would be good for for that side of things like you said good for the league revenue wise the number financial revenue for the Chiefs have been crazy this year for merchandise compared to any other year uh, yeah it was the most watched AFC title game in history uh, like you said It'll be the most watched Super Bowl in history. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a cool story for that. Uh, cool story because of how the Chiefs played, obviously, throughout the regular season. I feel like a lot of people uh, didn't think they'd do it. They definitely are a team that gets motivated by people doubting them. We saw that last year, 100%. Uh, and then same on the other side of the ball, though. Obviously, Carl Shanahan's never won one, lost two with two big leads. One as an OC, one as a head coach. So there's two good storylines regardless of who wins. Um, but yeah, it would be a pretty crazy end to the season for the Chiefs with everything that's happened off the field. Um, yeah, and who regards who wins, I expect us to see a pretty big Travis Kelsey day because, uh, yeah, he's very similar to Patrick Mahomes. That These big games definitely get him uh, more motivated and uh, more focused than, than the other games. Well, absolutely. With Kelsey, they rested him at the end of the season. It did stop him from getting the thousand yard season. But if anything, it kind of helped because he was banged up in the year and in in the uh, postseason, he's been brilliant. So, yeah. um, so, really so that, yeah, so that's a uh, that's that's great for the Chiefs if you're a Chiefs fan going into this one. Right, it's nearly prediction time. Uh, but before we pick our winners, before we pick our winners, it's time to hear from all the guests that we had on the podcast this season, starting with Ben Isaacs. Hi, this is Ben Isaacs, author of The American Football Revolution, How Britain Fell in Love with the NFL. My prediction for the Super Bowl is a really, really tight Kansas City Chiefs win. Uh, Through the playoffs, I've been predicting the 49ers to win comfortably in each round, and they've let me down each time. They've just, they've let teams hang around, they've let teams take leads, that they should be able to beat reasonably comfortably in Green Bay and Detroit with all due respect to them. The way that Kansas City have gone about business has been nothing short of phenomenal. They have holes all over the all over the roster on offense. Patrick Mahomes just keeps working miracles. I've picked against him a couple of times in the postseason. I can't do it anymore. That defense is maybe the best in the league, or at least has been over the last month. I think it's got to be the Chiefs by 
less than a touchdown. Right then, Super Bowl Sunday, the big one. I've said all year I fancy the San Francisco 49ers. Don't know why, just something that sort of clicked with me at the start of the season. I think Brock Purdy's been excellent. I've always liked Carl Shanahan. I think it's about time that he did win the big one. With that said, I do think the Kansas City Chiefs are playing exceptionally well. Different Chiefs team to what we've really sort of seen in years gone by. Obviously a lot stronger on the defensive side of the ball. Still doing just about enough on the offence. And obviously once you've got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you've always got a chance. But I am going to stick with the 49ers because I'm stubborn. So why the hell not? Let's go the 49ers 31, the Chiefs 28. Looking forward to being a really, really good game. And uh, look forward to hearing Sam and the guys building up and wrapping up in the uh, few days ahead. Hey everyone, I'm going for a 28-27 Kansas City Chiefs win in the Super Bowl. You can find all of my selections and all of my thoughts on the betting podcast, which is on our channel. Um, yeah, I'm not really quite sure what to expect in this one. Um, I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs will be able to limit the uh, San Francisco 49ers playmakers from getting or maximising their yak yardage, which will be the key a key to to them winning yet another Super Bowl. Uh, one thing I can guarantee is a lot of Patrick Mahomes doing this, which really annoys me, but ho-hum. Um, yeah, I expect a big a random touchdown score, like an offensive lineman or like a third end, third string tight end or something like that as well. Um, yeah, 28-27 for me. Uh, it should be a good game. should be a fun game. should be close throughout. But yeah, I think um, Brock Purdy might just fall short in this one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes yet again at Super Bowl champion. Hi everyone, Andy Davis here, host of the Across the Pod podcast, as well as writer for the Touchdown and Franchise Tag. Now, Sam has very kindly asked me to send my predictions for Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, for me, I can see it going either way. I think the 49ers, on the one hand, have a better team. I think you've got, you know, whether it's Kittle, McCaffrey, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Chardavius Ward... Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. There's just pound for pound, they are the best team in the league. But on the other hand, it's the Chiefs. It's Mahomes. It's the playoff Chiefs. It's playoff Mahomes. It's playoff Kelsey. It's playoff Andy Reid. This team just knows how to get it done in the postseason. And they are, you know, they are the next dynasty. They are the next Patriots. They are the next 90s Cowboys. And for that reason alone, I'm going to go for the Chiefs to win. Now, scoreline wise, we are actually due a blowout or bad game because we normally have one or two years of great Super Bowls, then a bad Super Bowl, then one or two years of great ones again. And we've had a couple of really good ones in a row. So I'm going to go for a blowout win for the Chiefs and I'm going to go for 24 points to 10 in favour of the Chiefs. Hope you guys enjoy the game. Hi guys, Charlie Grace here. I've been on the pod a few times this year. Um, my prediction is going to be despite the jersey, well actually in favour of the jersey, once you lose 16 tra- straight to the Chiefs, you know it's wrong to count them at any point, I'm going to go with the Chiefs uh, yeah, to be Usher's first halftime song and scoreline prediction 28-24 Chiefs, uh, it's going to be a tight game but I think Patrick May's magic will get them across the line Hi, I'm friend of the 14 yards and I believe that the Chiefs are going to go ahead and win 2-58, it's the best defence they've had in this dynasty era I believe the dynasty is going to carry on. Mahomes will probably be doing something crazy to ensure the win. And it's nothing on the Niners, to be honest. They looked really good all year, but Purdy has looked to shuggle in certain spots this playoffs, especially against Green Bay. And I believe under the bright lights and against his great Chiefs defence, we could see him crumble. I know that the NFL won that shot of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on the lift confetti, and I think that's what they're going to get. Chiefs win the Super Bowl. 
Hi, oh yeah, Josh Henwood here at the uh, full 10 yards. Um, I'd probably go with the 49ers. 49ers are backed uh, two and a half in the desert and it's taking place literally in the desert's backyard. It would seem like a good time for uh, for the desert to get one right there. I think that the 49ers are the better team. Uh, I think that they've probably got uh, the better offense, better weapons, um, possibly also the better defense as well. They just need to turn out and do it on the day. The, the Chiefs have experience on their side. Don't think it'll be enough this time. I think that the 49ers will be able to get their revenge. Hello, Jay Lawrence here. I think it's going to be a really tough game and it's really difficult to call. The one thing that I can definitely put my finger on is that the most important unit of the whole game is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs defense because the offense we know has been, um, I'd say, subpar throughout the season. They've managed to pick up throughout the playoffs. But if the defense managed to play like they have been over the last few months and stifle that San Francisco 49ers offense, I think that's going to be the most important part because if the 49ers offense, they don't get going, then I think that this is the Chiefs Super Bowl yet again. So for me, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win yet another Super Bowl. And the fourth time that Patrick Mahomes and co have actually made the Super Bowl, they're going to get their third Lombardi trophy. Because it's difficult to look past them. Let's be honest. It's difficult to look past them. But that's not to say the 49ers don't have a chance. This time around though, I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs again beating the 49ers in a repeat of the Super Bowl four years ago. Right. Hello, Sam. Everyone of the Full 10 Yards podcast, all the listeners, uh, I'm Ollie. Been on a few times this year, thanks to Sam. Uh, and we're at the Super Bowl already, which is set up to be some matchup in Vegas. Obviously, the two teams that people expected to see at the beginning of the season are there. Maybe didn't expect to see the Chiefs, but they found some form in the playoffs and they're going to be dangerous in that game with their stellar defence, as will the 49ers with their stout defence. Um, that'll be a key matchup. Biggest matchup for me will be to see how Brock Purdy will fare in the play in the Super Bowl, sorry. Obviously first time there after having a pretty decent playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how Patrick Holmes fares as well with his offence that's been spluttering. I can see the 49ers offence just tipping it over the the Kansas City Chiefs defence. And I think that is what will win them the Super Bowl in Vegas this Sunday. So thank you for having me on throughout this season and uh, looking forward to next season. So thank you for everyone for coming on the podcast this year. It's been great to have everyone uh, on, on the podcast as, as with you, Liam. And it's now prediction time. It's prediction time. Who do we think is going to win Super Bowl 58? Liam, we'll start with you first. Yeah, there's no uh, no surprise to this pick, if I'm honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and I think they are going to win the Super Bowl by 10 points, somewhere in that range. I don't know the exact score, but I think they're going to win the game. I wouldn't say comfortably, because I think it'll be a fourth quarter game, but yeah, I think the Chiefs win by by 10 points. And I think it's a, uh, yeah, Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones, and uh, Patrick Mahomes masterclass for, for the Chiefs. But I think it'll be a good game for the neutral as well. And do you think this is Chris Jones's last game as a Chief, potentially, because he is a, a free agent going into the year? Yeah, I think it could be Legere Sneed and Chris Jones's last game as a Chief, which mm. I think, yeah, one of the reasons why I think they'll both play well. But yeah, yeah, Chris Jones almost certainly can't see him being a Chief next year. So I think this game means a little bit a little bit more to him. And there's a couple of coaches on defence as well that are quite close to Chris and Sneed that look like they're going to be going to, to other teams like Seahawks and Commanders. So I think the defence is going to want to do this for... For, for those guys so yeah his last game I think he'll get a sack and 
yeah, dominate the game a little bit. So yeah, Chiefs win. Chris Jones crying on the field last game as a Chief before he signs a crazy big contract. Sounds fun to me. Absolutely, and, and they uh, well with that Chiefs defense, we we've been talking about it all year. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're both very very big fans of the of this Chiefs defense. So it'd be nice to see them go and go and win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. As for me. Statistically, the numbers tell you that the Niners should win this game just by looking at the units and stuff. But they've been in big spots before and they've not been able to get it done. Obviously, quarterback play has been a big factor in that. We saw Jimmy Garoppolo miss a couple of throws in mm. the Super Bowl where the Niners did have the lead and the Chiefs might want to go win the game after that. And there's no hiding the fact that Mahomes is the best quarterback in this matchup. But Brock Purdy does deserve his props. He's been the best one the Niners have had under Shanahan. He's got something better this year too. He he really has. He's like he's miles ahead of where he was when he you know, when he came into the league last year to this year. And for me, I I just have a feeling that it's time. I feel like that. I feel like Kyle Shanahan is is finally going to get that ring. As you mentioned, he yeah. he, uh, he 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 was well pretty much a impossible fourth quarter away from getting it against the Patriots in twenty sixteen and and the Patriots. Did you know, come up from twenty eight to three down to win that Super Bowl in overtime, and then the last one these two teams met as well. Again, the Niners did blow a double digit lead. For me, I just feel like this is the most complete team in the league on paper, and if they can get this game right, I feel like they're going to win this game. I you know they can have a running back and a quarterback that have both been nominated for MVP. You've got two game wrecking receivers. You've you've got an offensive line that that are pretty good. You've got Trent Williams, one of the best left tackles in the league. You've got George Kittle. We mentioned him just a minute ago. One of the best tight ends in the league uh, in the past and also in the run game. And then you've got you know that defense which should be able to be good on, on paper. You know, loads of all pro players and defense. And I just have a feeling that they're going to be able to win this big game. I, I, I just get over the hump and win it, and it'd be nice to see them win it as well because of all the narratives around Kyle Shanahan. I think it's going to require a lot of points to do that. Uh, so I'm predicting a high scoring Super Bowl. I think the yeah. Niners win it 34 31, something similar to what it was last year with the Eagles. Uh, and I'm predicting Brock Purdy to win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I don't know, but the high scoring part is the I could see the 49ers winning the game definitely. It's just, will it be high scoring, you know, 65 points? That's It's tough for the Chiefs' defence to imagine it being that many points, but the offence is very good for the 49ers. So, yeah. yeah definitely number one in the NFL, good. So, so yeah. it's like, that is quite good. Yeah, but worse than the playoffs, bad as well, so far. Mm. So, that's how bad Purdy's been. But, yeah, I could see it happening, definitely. Um, I'd be more worried about them. I think they're more likely to lose this Super Bowl than last year's Super Bowl as a Chiefs fan. So, uh, that's how much I rate the 49ers. And Kyle's literally top two, three best offensive play callers uh, maybe in league history. That's how good he is. So, yeah, it could definitely happen. Uh, I would like to see a high-scoring game. I think that's more fun for everyone. You know, when you're watching it with your mates and stuff, I think mm. the 2017 is not quite as fun, is it, for for the neutral? So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I won't agree, obviously, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I also don't think Brock Shocker Purdy... There. Yeah, I also don't think Brock Purdy would get it, but, yeah, I, I just can't see him being great in this game. But I think CMC for for MVP for 49ers win would be a very good bet so I think if they win he's having I think 120 plus yards that's how good I think CMC is just, just think about the narrative Liam Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl yeah. MVP 
that's that, just think about the the NFL are going to absolutely love that story as well yeah. if, it, if it if it does happen. So, so uh, the NFL might prefer another storyline on the other side. But uh, oh oh yeah. oh, absolutely. But yeah, either either way, you're going to get a storyline. I think whoever wins this game, and I, I feel like I'm one of the only neutrals to actually really like the Chiefs as well. So it was very hard for me to bet against them. Uh, so I'm really sort of I'm putting my neck on the line here, I'd say, because <laughs> I you know it's 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 history tells you never to bet against the chiefs the way the way is the way it's been in in this five years with uh mm-hmm. with my homes and oh, six years now with my homes and reed um you know at the helm in 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 the key positions so yeah but i just have a feeling it's it's going to be the niners day so uh so yeah we'll uh when the podcast there i hope uh get in touch with us with your predictions we'll, we'll post everyone's predictions on social media and stuff as well and we actually uh we actually have been tallying up the predictions over the regular season as well so before we end Liam, are you interested to see how you did in your picks on the preview podcast this year oh yeah i'm interested because i have no clue uh, i didn't even track my own so right so you went 26 and 14 on your three your three uh trips on the preview pod uh first week you went seven and four second week you went eight and five and then towards the end of the season when there was no bye weeks you went 11 and five uh so you predicted 65 percent of the scores right which is third only to josh and tim so you did pretty well out of the 10 people that we had in the podcast this year i like that i absolutely hate the fact that josh is ahead of me um <laughs> because he's not gonna let me live that down but i'll take that from tim tim's my uh my betting podcast co-host and uh yeah, he's the founder of uh, Full Ten Yards as well, so he deserves to be uh, in, the, in the top spot. But for Josh, like, he's not going to let me live this down. So, uh, especially if the Chiefs don't win this Super Bowl. But yeah, I'm quite happy with 65. percent I'll take that. What was right. your uh, percent out of interest? So I went 152 and 104. So I had 59.4 percent. But obviously, over mo- over a lot of games as well, that's that's quite. Uh, yeah. You know, I had a winning record for sure. Uh, to be fair, Josh was only on for one week, and he went 11 and three in that week. So that's why his his percentage is so high. <laughs> Um, that, that, that is good. Well, if you ever guys want to come on the betting podcast with percentages like that, we'd be happy to have you to win some money. So yeah, <laughs> some good percentages. But yeah, I've loved being on the show, honestly, all season. So thanks for having me. Hopefully we can break down some good off, off-season storylines and some draft stuff uh, as the summer goes on. But yeah, you've done a great job hosting the pod and uh, yeah, I've loved being a part of it. So yeah, cheers for having me. Awesome. Thank you very much, mate. It's been it's been lovely to have you on the podcast as well. It's been nice to have a bit of analytical insight. And if you want to see the rest of uh, everyone's predictions as well, I will post them on social media over over the week. Uh, some of them, some people have done dramatically worse to other people. Uh, let's just say, let's just saying that. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been nice to have everyone on the podcast, especially especially you, Liam. And that's it. That is that is it. We've previewed Super Bowl Fifty Eight. The only thing we can do now is wait and see who wins. I will see you for the 51st episode of the Full 10 Yards NFL podcast where we will know who has won Super Bowl 58. I'll see see you next time.